0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to the Bash Brothers Sports Podcast. I'm your host Connor Chandler. This is my co-host Jordan Harris. We are the Bash Brothers. The only podcast where it's like sitting around talking with your friends about sports, life, and everything in between. Jordan,
1: how you doing this Sunday? Doing good man. Had a great Christmas. You know, got got to open all the presents. Uh, not as many presents as I had when I was 10, but, you know, I still had a few under the tree. And you must so, have not been that good this year. I, you know, I, I was probably on the naughty list. I didn't get any coal, though, so I mean, that's was positive.
0: Though the year when you win Pick'em, you have the best Pick'em season of your life, and you don't get as many presents. That just doesn't uh, seem just, fair.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I also didn't do Pick'em when I was 10, so I don't really know how that correlates. <laughs> I, don't, so. I don't think
0: Pick'em was around when we were 10 years probably old. Probably not. We probably would have been trying to play if we were, but, yeah, um... Merry Christmas, to everybody! Hope everybody had a great Christmas. Um, and I uh, the new the old New Year coming up, and uh, you know what that means? We are right in the middle of bowl season.
1: That's right. You know we got. You haven't had too interesting of a bowl season so far. That's true. That's true. This well, week's gonna get a little bit hotter.
0: Right with COVID times, you know, a lot of teams opting out, a lot of teams taking people's places turmoil, chaos has ensued, but honestly, in the next week or so, we got a lot of really good games coming up. Yep. I think, I mean, I think honestly, the people want to know who you're picking, you know? So we'll, oh, yeah. we'll work that out. We're going to start it off with some, with a Bash Brothers Weekend Review. We're then going to look at kind of the climate of college football right now, some new coaching hires, some people transferring out of places and heading to new new destinations, and then we got to pick a whole lot of bowl games. So let's get yep. started here. With the Old Bash Brothers Week in Review Special Bowl Edition, I yep. might add. We really only got one game that we can really talk about. There there actually have been some decent games. Um, That, uh, that UCF game was pretty good. But the one place I think in terms of like playoff picture and where everything kind of gets wrapped up is this right here. So, Coastal Carolina gets upset last night.
1: Mr. Freeze did it again.
0: Hugh Freeze and Liberty come out and – I mean, they jump up fourteen to nothing, and the game got closer after that. And obviously, it went into overtime. But they pretty much controlled the game the whole way out. Yeah. What yeah, are your for thoughts?
1: Sure. Hey, you know it is what it is. They need a last last second field goal to win the game. But I mean, you know they they took it to the house. A wonderful season for Hugh Freeze. Had some big upsets. Took Liberty to, you know, this is the second season of Liberty right? I believe. Uh, yes, There's I believe so. So he's done really well. Um, I got to be honest with you. If you haven't interviewed Hugh Freeze yet you might need to get on that train pretty what quick. What in the, how are
0: you doing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What in the, how are you doing, bro? You got to call Hugh Freeze. I completely agree. Um, Very surprised, which they said Hugh Freeze did. Uh, he was spoken to about the Auburn job, which, mm. you know, we don't, you know, you don't know what you don't know. We don't know what even that really means. But I agree. If you are a coaching destination out there in the Power Five and you have not gotten Mr. Hugh Freeze's cell phone number, I would be giving him a call. People deserve second chances. That man is a heck of a football coach, and his players play hard for him. You look at his tenure at Ole Miss, them jokers laid it all out there on the line, had some huge wins for him, and now he's got a Liberty team playing above and beyond what they are capable of, and it just shows right here. They come out and they upset Coastal Carolina, who honestly – we talked about it kind of last week. If you're that playoff committee, you're sitting back going, uh-huh, that works out for us. Yeah. We, we had y'all at like 12, and now you know, y'all know you just lost to Liberty. So Co-
1: Coastal Carolina has successfully helped the playoff committee out in two different games yes they have. with two different results. Yeah, they, you beat, know.
0: they beat by BYU to, to remain undefeated, and then they get upset by Liberty. So hats off to Liberty. Probably the best season they've ever had in the history of that program. Absolutely incredible job by those guys in Hugh Freeze. Yep. Coastal Carolina on the other side. That offense is so fun to watch. It'll be everywhere next year. Great season on them too. Hey, you played in a really big bowl game. All eyes were on you. You came up a little bit short, but hey, use that as motivation. We'll roll into twenty twenty one with the old Coastal Carolina. What are they like? What is it? What is their? It's like the. uh, It's like a Gamecock. It's like a chicken. The the not chickens. The not chickens. I don't
1: know. I just literally play. I I really don't. Yeah, I'm really not sure. It is. They are some kind of like bird, but something
0: Claire's, I think. Yeah. Something like that. yeah, I, anyway. I should have know it off the top of my head. But hey, we like listen. We do this show with no notes, no anything. We literally just watching a football that we're able to kind of pull some facts out of our head. So, hey, we'll take it. All right, so let's jump over to the college football climate. Super short. We can review. Like I said, not a lot to talk about. Nah. But now we got to talk about the climate of football. And I kind of want to want to start here in the in the U in the state of Florida. Let's go to the U. The Eric King announces. He will stay. He will take advantage of the COVID rule and he will stay and play a second senior season. Yeah. This is to me, this is a really big deal. Just to kind of set it up. Miami had a really good season. They go eight and two. Uh they lose to I guess North Carolina and yep. Clemson, correct? They got a big bowl game coming up against Oklahoma State, which we'll get to a little bit later. Um, but honestly had a really good season, just struggled, I think, with consistency. Right. Um, Derek King is a really good quarterback. I think having him a year under Manny Diaz and those guys to develop, and now that the fact that he is coming back, I think that's a really big deal for the ACC, and people are going to have to be looking at Miami. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, let's be honest, too. Obviously, we see with a bunch of freshmen this year, De'Aaron King, same way, even though he has college football playoff experience, got no experience with Miami prior to this season. So he pretty right. much comes in empty because nobody got a spring or a summer. So he's going to Good have point. a full year playing with Miami. He's going to come back already knowing how to play with some of these guys, already knowing some, you know kind of some of their quirks, you know how they do on the field. So it's going to be a big advantage, Miami next year, and obviously you know Cle- uh, Clemson. We expect them to lose Trevor Lawrence. Yep. So, I mean, next year could be the year that somebody could take the throne from Clemson, even though they're still going to be stacked. And, I mean, if you're Miami, you're in a perfect shot to do this right now. They will still be stacked. It'll be interesting to see what
0: Notre Dame does. Yeah. I think I expect Notre Dame to not be in the ACC next year. I don't think that will. That would be what I expect. But if the, I think they should. I think they had great – I mean, hey, you're going to the playoffs. You know, yeah. it was great success in terms of this season. So – um, you know, it will be very interesting. Yes, another five-star will take the place of Trevor Lawrence, but it, we've seen it. We literally saw it against Notre Dame. It will be a step back, at least at first. Mm-hmm. And Eric King starting out should be better than – is it t- – how do you say it? T- D-
1: DJ Uy-lo-le-le. I say Uyugulele. I, I think that's right. Uyugalele. But...
0: I think that's correct. Um. So, yeah, I, th- I would say the ACC in terms of those teams – I wouldn't say wide open. I think Clemson still very much sits upon the throne of the ACC, but they got some they got some we'll, gestures we'll trying to. We'll see. Yeah, yeah they that's going interesting.
1: So stay in Florida. Stay in the yeah, ACC. Yeah, stay
0: in the ACC and in is, Florida. Is FSU back? Nice segue. I don't believe they're back, but they're
1: definitely <laughs> gonna take a step in the right direction. Yeah. they they got some big transfers here. Obviously, they're Well, taking, tell me about it. They're taking uh one of my favorite linebackers, Jermaine Johnson, number one um, JUCO transfer. JUCO transfer came from Indy, played over the great Coach Brown. You know, yeah. obviously, never lost his temper ever. Never. Um, if you've never seen uh, Last Chance, you please go watch Indy's seasons. It's season three, great. I think. Three, and four. Three, yeah, four is when he got fired. So I mean, in case That's you right. want to wonder <laughs> what Spoil happened there, spoiler go watch alert. It. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But yeah, and then obviously. Big transfer for FSU. Huge news. Who, obviously, we never knew if this kid was ever going to get to play again. Right. But McKenzie Milton from UCF has gotten healthy, is ready to play, transfers out from UCF. Obviously, they're kind of more established now with their new quarterback. Dylan Gabriel over there. He, uh, Yeah, he's going to FSU, too. So, FSU getting two huge pickups for next season both, on both sides of the ball. So Yep. So, McKenzie Milton announces
0: via his Instagram that he has transferred to FSU. I would assume that grants immediate eligibility. He hadn't played football in over two years. Has the devastating leg injury where, like, he kind of has the Alex Smith treatment where he just tears the whole thing apart. Yeah. Um, obviously, Alex Smith should be comeback player of the year in my book in the NFL, no matter, you know, what happens, no matter how the season finishes. But Mackenzie Milton comes in. Um, well, it will be interesting to see – how he acclimate, reacclimates to the game. Yeah. You know, he was really good at UCF. He was the reason, you know, their national, I'm air quoting this, national championship yeah. season and everything. He's. I mean, he's a massive part of that. He to is. see if he can come back and recapture what he had and then obviously continue to build on it, or if human nature gets to him and he's a little bit gun-shy for a little while and he, you know, takes time, got to get them live game reps in. Oh, yeah. Um. But, yeah, honestly, big news. Jermaine Johnson's a great – linebacker. He played at the University of Georgia. Transfers over there for what will be I guess his final uh final season of football. Yeah. Um so yeah, two big transfers there. Yeah. And Mike Norvell, uh he's got a he, he's, he's got to build. A yeah, he's I mean, he's know. doing some good job. He's doing some recruiting over there. Uh
1: they got they got some stuff to build on towards the end of the yeah. season. They they got a couple wins, so, you know. And I do want to say this next year I think will benefit Milton a lot because with the climate, nobody this year actually got a full they got a full playing season, they ever got a full practice season. So McKenzie's yeah. gonna go in with a lot of these guys and actually get a first full spring and summer with a lot of these freshmen that are coming in. Right. That'll so be a big deal. That's gonna be a big benefit to him too yeah. coming in next year. So to yeah. actually have a
0: spring and summer to throw It'd throw be, the football around. You know, I'm,
1: I'm keep it blunt, FSU the last couple of years has been a dumpster fire. They you know they've lost yeah. some big they g some games, you know, they've been up big at halftime, come back out the second half, just lose games. Um, I think Norvell's pushing them in the right direction. It's going to be interesting to see with these two guys with what he can do next year. So Yep, it will be. All right,
0: so jumping from that, let's go just kind of a state over to the old Alabama state. All right? Yep. The Gus bus broke down and has now rolled
1: its way out of town. They had it's to push in the, it. In the scrapyard now. It is. So w- what happened there? Yep. They uh, Auburn finally had a coach. Honestly, this coaching hire – for a minute, looked like it was gonna be a complete dumpster fire for Auburn. It really did. It went all over the place. They thought they had a coach, and they didn't. have did a coach. Did they call you? They didn't call me. But they I, actually I ca- they call called them. me,
0: and yeah. I said I'd actually like to just keep the job I have. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and uh, I make decent money. I don't make <laughs> yes. decent money at all. Yeah. But I'm just saying that's. I saw a joke on Facebook. It said Auburn called me this morning, but I'm a I'm a I'm a garbage man. I'd like to keep my yeah. job. I, I'm happy where I'm at.
1: So they said they were in talks with Hugh Freeze. Obviously, they didn't go anywhere if they were. But
0: honestly, if, they it, there were reports out that they were in talks with a lot of a people. lot of people. Steve Sarkeesian out of yeah. Alabama. I
1: heard Hugh Freeze. I mean, you you honestly heard like ten different coaches. And I got to be honest with you too. When we started hearing this, I was like, some of these guys, I don't understand why you're even talking to them. But I mean, hey, if you need somebody, hey, but you need if, somebody, if you've exhausted the list of resources, true. you got it. You true. know, your your horizon has to spread. But to get to the point, they did make a pretty good hire. They hired Harson from Boise State. Yep, Brian Harson. State. Yep. Boise. He was sixty nine and nineteen throughout his tenure there. He won three Mountain Re- Mountain West titles. Sorry for the little, you know, miss miss uh spoke there. But mountain Rest. Mountain Rest. So I think this is all in all a fairly good hire for Auburn. It is. It's a culture change.
0: Um I think he brings over a really good offensive mindset. He was a former quarterback over at uh Boise State and then he went to offensive coordinator and ultimately he became the head coach. Um, it'll be very, very interesting. I mean, this is a lot. I Will, I guess, he'll be coaching in the bowl game? More – I don't
1: know, actually. that's, that's I was
0: going to say, that's something I really, I really know. hadn't thought about until, you know, live right now. Um, I think that would be very cool to see. I mean, you're not going to see their, right. you know, they're not – their offensive scheme is not going to change overnight. But to give him a, a spring and a summer to come in, make a lot of changes, it'll be interesting. It will be, I think, a complete culture change for Auburn. Yeah, I think this is a – I would I guess you could say Randy Orton out of nowhere kind of higher. I don't think many people saw I don't think anybody said, Oh, Gus is fired, let's go after Brian Harson. Yeah. But hey, that's where it ended up. And you know, you get on board and you support the guy and you right. see what he's got. He like you said, sixty nine and nineteen. That's a good record good over record. at Boise yeah. State. Bring that over to the
1: SEC and yeah, see what you can do. And I will say, I mean, obviously the West is a lot more competitive than the East as far as As playing. of now, yes. Um I will say, and I don't know what happened with Hugh Freeze, I don't know what kind of communication they're in. At this point in time, I still think Auburn might have messed up, not going gung-ho after Hugh Freeze and I would trying agree. to get him. But, you know, in, in two years, I could be saying that statement was stupid on my part. Brighton Hart yeah. could be super competitive in the West. Might win an SC yeah, title, might an SC him an SEC title, the so, playoffs. I don't know. At this time, I will still say Hugh Freeze was your go-to guy. But, you know, you never know what we can be saying in the next couple of yeah. years. So, it's going to be interesting to watch Auburn see how they develop. And it's
0: super possible
1: that Hugh Free, that they asked Hugh Free
0: straight up, hey, here's the, here's the amount of money, here's the contract. And Hugh said, I'm happy where I'm at. I yeah, don't want to go true. there now. Or maybe yeah. he just didn't want to go to Auburn. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of, you know, you know there's an old saying called, you don't know what you, you don't, don't know.
1: You don't know what you don't
0: know. So, all right. So, honestly, in terms of big news, that's about it. Kind of been a, a slow week in terms. I mean, everybody's you no know, prepping for bowl season. Is, you know, everybody's been Christmas enjoying the things. Right. And and uh, there's kind of a conversation that I've been wanting to have on the podcast for a while. Let's do it. What is it? You and I have talked about this for a long time. I've had this conversation with many, many a men in my day because this is something that is close to my heart. So mm-hmm. just kind of recap. I've been doing college football pick'em for this is my sixth year. A college football pick 'em is a game that ESPN puts on every year. You are given ten games on Monday, and by game time of each of those ten games, you have to pick a person, pick a team that you think is gonna win. Right. And we play confidence. So games are ranked between one and ten points with a possible fifty five points overall. And like you're very confident that Alabama is gonna beat two egg tech. You're not so confident if you were picking a rivalry game of Texas, Oklahoma, something of that nature. So right. that's kinda that's kinda how the game is played. And we've been playing this for a really long time now. I mean, you know, six. We're we we're, we're rolling into our seventh year. And I was playing by myself in terms of like I would tweet out my picks when I was like fourteen and fifteen. Not that anybody cared. People probably yeah, don't yeah, care that much care, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um. So this is here's the con- here's the conversation I want to have with you. Okay. And I'll let you start, and then I'll you know I'll let you know my thoughts after. Okay. I want to hear yours first. Okay. And and to to the to the listener, if you have an opinion on this, I would love to hear it because so I think this is a wide open, just completely subjective conversation that we can have. Mm-hmm. Um, is college football picking or picking sports in general? Okay, but let's stick in the college football pick because that's what we do, right? Is it skill? Is it luck? Is it a mixture of both? And if so, how much? Bar. See what I did there? Yes. You want me to hit that one more time? Is it skill? Is it luck? Is it a mixture of both and how much? Take it away. Okay.
1: Uh, my answer is yes. And, yeah, it's just both. The re- here, Here's why I say this. Okay, so I'm going to say 50-50. To 50-50 I'm going to say about 50-50. And okay. here, here's why. So, obviously, you can look at Vegas odds. You can look at stats. You can look at all this stuff and kind of get a good idea of who should win this ballgame. Right. Every time. It's without a doubt. You know, you, you pick a team – most people are going to pick a team based off of those Vegas odds. Right. Because if Vegas says Georgia should beat Auburn by 14 points, you're dumb not to pick Georgia in that situation.
0: Unless you know something Unless you know else something told. nobody else
1: does. So what you're but,
0: saying is, just to kind of clear that up, yeah. like you feel like most people go with the favorite. Right. You There's always a favorite, yes. whether it's by one point or
1: 40 – and you would say most people lie with the favorite. Right. Okay, keep but going. But here's the issue with statistics. They don't account for human emotion. Facts. And f- sports, in any kind of sport, but college football especially, is filled with emotion. And if you've never stepped in a college football stadium, you may not understand that. And I'm not talking about playing. I'm just talking about stepping in a stadium on game day. feeling that electricity just, and that atmosphere. There's just something about it. And you can tell, you can honestly tell when the atmosphere is dead or when the atmosphere is alive. And, I mean, we've been to many games where you could tell the difference. Not only, though, is there that emotion in these games, you're talking about emotion with 18, 19, 20-year-old kids, some of whom have not been in this situation before ever in their lives. It's the first time they're experiencing it. And that's when you have a situation like App State beating Michigan in the big house. 2007. Uh, 2007. I mean, it's just stuff like that. So, I think statistics plays a huge role in it. And you can pick most games based off statistics, but you never know when that emotion is going to come into play when picking a game, and that's what gets you when you're trying to pick something like this is not understanding the emotion behind it. Okay, I gotcha. So, so
0: you say fifty-fifty split, skill versus luck. Yeah. Okay. I'm and and I'm I would say. Honestly, depend. I always say 60-40. Yeah. And depending on the day that you ask me, the 60 could be either luck or skill. Right. This season, as much as it should have been the most easy-to-predict easy season. A lot of but, emotion. Because, right. Because of we're playing only our opponents that we play every year. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's very cut and dry, but this was the most unpredictable season we've ever had. Oh, 100%. We, we saw more upsets on our pick em board this season than we – probably in the past 3 or 4 seasons combined. Oh, I mean for sure. it was honestly it was insane. Every sure. single week there was four to five massive upsets in the game we were assigned to pick. So this season was a lot more luck than skill. Right. But here's what I'll say. If you not this is this is the majority of the time. You right. can't deal in facts here really because there is luck involved. Oh, 100%. Most of the time if you take two people picking anything. But yeah. let's, let's stick in college football. If you just look at the two teams and go, I know a little bit about Team A and a little bit about Team B, I'll pick Team A. Versus somebody else who goes, okay, Team A, Team B, they're looking at injury reports. They're looking at, you know, Uh, statistics in terms of defense versus offense. This person has a great field goal kicker. This person does not. This person's punter can flip the field very well. And then, as Vegas does, they go deep into relationships. They know if an offensive coordinator is beefing with the quarterback. They know if uh, your star running back had a bad grade in class this week. They know a lot more than we do. If you you do all of that – And tell me if you agree. Most of the time, you're going to pick more accurately than the person who just blindly says teammate. Oh, of course, absolutely. So, so there's definitely skill involved. The question is just how much. Right. I think in terms of skill, it's a lot of homework. You got to do your homework. You got to look at. Spreads. You got to look at offensive schemes. You got to look at injury reports. Watching game film is a massive part of it. Yeah. If you're watching a team, if you're picking a game for a team, go back and watch that team last week. You know, record the game or find it somewhere on a rerun. Rewatch it and pay attention to the little things. How does their safety do in a deep coverage? Because they're fixing to play a team who spreads the ball out. Uh, how do they? How does their uh, run defense? Because they're fixing to play a team that runs the ball eighty times a game. These are things you really got to focus on and think about. I would say 55-45 skill look skill on okay. on normal season. Yeah. That's kind of where I stand. But, hey, you probably have a different opinion. I would absolutely love to hear it. I think that's a conversation you could sit around the table and have with anybody who picks sports. Oh, for sure. You know, it's also one of the big things for us is because we play this game, especially you and I doing a podcast now, right. um, there's no – There's no recovery in terms of we're going to pick a team and it's out there for the public to see. You can click on Mason 77 or whatever (laughs) my name is on Pick'Em and see the 10 games that I pick every week. And you can see the weeks where I get 10 right and you can see the weeks where I get three right. Trust me, because it happens. That's just the art of picking football, especially in a random COVID season. So that's a pretty good conversation. I'd love to hear people's opinions on that. Like I said, the opinions on that could could, could, uh, vary quite heavily. Oh, hundred percent. And speaking of speaking of picking, speaking, speaking. of picking teams in all, honestly fantastic segue formations here, let's pick some bowl seasons. So off top, just just I want to hear your immediate reaction. Best cereal you put in a bowl.
1: I don't like cereal, so
0: I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't think I actually do that. I don't like cereal. Breaking so I can news: end the Jordan Harris does not like cereal. For me, it's got to be Fruit Loops. But let's be honest: I've had like four cereals my whole life. Fruit Loops are elite. All right, so let's jump off the top here. Let's kind of go in a in an order of. Least importance to most importance, and we'll obviously end with a. I think the playoffs are happening this week. You think so? I mean, if you something want to call me, them that, something, yeah. yeah, something <laughs> tells me they're New Year's Day, but we'll see. All right, so let's start. Let's start here. All right, so we got Big Ten versus SEC in the trans perfect Music City Bowl. We got six and two Iowa playing five and four versus Mizzou. You want to pick first? Or you want me to?
1: Ooh, um, I'll let you pick
0: first. On you this want one. me to pick yeah, first? I'll okay, pick first. let's see
1: here.
0: Iowa normally a great defensive team. Really, I would say I wouldn't say struggled this season because six and two is pretty good, especially in this season. But they did they did underperform for me, especially in games where we had to pick them. I think I went zero and two with Iowa this season, yeah, or maybe one and one. I can't quite remember on pick them. Mizzou started off rough. They bring in that new quarterback, uh, Connor Bazalack, I Bazelak. believe it is. Uh, they bring him in and honestly starts the ball out. Uh, first season head coach over there. Um, give me the Tigers. Give me the Tigers. Tigers? Yeah, I like the Tigers. I really – I don't know spread, so I don't know if that's an upset pick. But I think their air raid is just too much for Iowa's defense that has taken a step back this year. Um, Don't get me wrong, the Mizzou defense is not very stout. They're probably going to give up 50 points. But give me – give them scoring
1: 51 and a win. Wait just a minute. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm going to go with the old Hawkeyes of Iowa. Caca. I just, I don't know. Mizzou to me has not. I mean, let's be honest, neither one of these teams have been super consistent. Neither one of these teams have been great. They are playing in the trans perfect Music City Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that's why, obviously. Um, I do think Patras has been a little bit better than Basilek, not a whole lot better. Now, Mizzou, obviously, I think has a better running back with Roundtree. Um, But all in all, I think I was going to win this one. I think it's going to be a close, high scoring game. I'm going to go 48 to 45 Iowa. Dang, get, wait, get are we doing goal. score
0: predictions? Uh We will no, have to. I'm just, I'm, no, I like uh, No, I think okay, we should. Okay. I think we should. Uh mm, Something like 33-30 late field goal. I'm with you. Yeah. I don't know if it's as high scoring, but I well I'd probably lean towards you. I'd go 38-35. Okay. Final, final prediction, 38-40. You said 48-45? I said 48-45, yeah. i go 38-35. I like it. All right, so we're split off real. Right off real. Daggum, like a tight pair of pants. I'm right. going to make
1: sure I do this all and <laughs> just, I'm playing. Just every person <laughs> yeah. you pick, yeah. I'm going opposite.
0: Yeah. All right, so on the 29th, which is just, I think that's what, tomorrow? Let's see, what day are we filming this? Is, is that tomorrow? Tw- no, no, two days Tuesday. from now. Uh, the Cheez-It Bowl, which is a, you know, that's that's a good one there. It is Man, a good one. It's funny. The, the names of these bowls always trick me out because it seems to change every year. Every year we get yeah. a new sponsor, but some are consistent. But, all right. So, the cheese it Bowl. We talked about it earlier. Miami, 8-2, and two, comes in against Oklahoma State at 7-3. and three. Um, Both teams had good seasons. Yeah. I would say Miami, I would say for me, Miami probably overperformed, um, only losing those two games to Clemson and uh, – uh, North Carolina, uh, like we said, Derek King returns. I think that gives them a spark Chua Hubbard. See it. Um, and, and prepares for the draft. I think there's, uh, a couple more opt outs on the side of Oklahoma
1: state. Give me the U. I'm going with the U too. I think this is a perfect game for Derek King to show why he stayed in Miami, show what he's really made of. I mean, I think both of these teams are going to be fairly evenly matched when it comes down to the wire, but yeah, I'm going to say, give me Derek King over Sanders. And then, uh, all about the you, baby. Go back to Man, Miami with the win. Spencer Sanders is good. I just think Miami has more
0: to play for. I, I think agree. Miami has more to prove. We should have done this off top, but let's throw a disclaimer out here. Picking bowl games is not like picking normal college football games. A lot more into it. Teams have differing motivation levels, we will yeah, say. 100%. Some some people come out and go, Holy cow, we made it to a bowl game and some people come out and say, Dang it, we freaking are just playing in a bowl game. Yeah. A perfect example is Georgia versus Texas. Georgia knew they should have been in the playoffs. They really didn't care. You know what I'm saying? I've always said the year Bob Stoops' Oklahoma team, which I think was in like 2014, something like that, beat Nick Saban's Alabama team in the Sugar Bowl or whatever it Mm -hmm. was, I've always said Alabama didn't care. They they, they knew they should have been playing for a national title. You know what I'm saying? Right. So – you're not getting each team's best on a normal basis. Now, it is possible. You might have two teams come out and just give everything they got. So, we're picking these kind of with a grain of salt here, and you kind of got to give it that. You can see team motivations come out. Like, Coastal Carolina, I wouldn't be surprised if when they when they drew Liberty's name, they were like – we did all this. We went undefeated, and we got to play Liberty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Which no disrespect to Liberty, but that's just it's understandable. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, now now that our uh, now that our disclaimer
1: is thrown out there, let's jump to the old Valero Alamo Bowl. All right, who's playing? Valero Alamo Bowl. We're gonna have number twenty Texas at Colorado. Uh, this this could be an interesting. This one. is no. This is a, this. So far, this is my toughest pick. I mean, Colorado was probably one of the better teams in the Pac-12 this year. Texas obviously kind of went up and down this season. You didn't know what Texas team you were going to get throughout the year. Um, if I'm picking this one, though, I'm going to have to go with the Longhorns. Hook them, baby. I mean, you know, I got to go with Sam Elliger over this Colorado team. I do think it's going to be a fairly close game, maybe down the wire, but – in all honesty, I'm going to give Texas this one 28-24. Yeah, so
0: if you've listened to the podcast at all, you know I've been a big I've been a bit I've been on the the Colorado train. Colorado has looked really good. I still hate they didn't get to play that USC game cuz I think if they did, they probably would have been playing in the Pac-12 title game. Um Colorado has looked really good this season. Uh I believe Sam Ellinger, as as deep as Texas runs in his blood. He probably is losing sleep on the fact that he has to go out a winner. He's done a lot of good things at Texas. I don't think he brought him as high and as back as he thought that he would. They had a big Sugar Bowl win versus the dogs that we just referenced. They weren't I, back. I think, no, they weren't. I think Sam Ellinger goes out a winner uh, 24-21 Longhorns. Okay,
1: I like it. I like it. Yep. Let's go. All right, take it away. Throw me one. We're we going? We're going? Let's uh, – you know what? I got to do it just because – Let's go with the old Citrus Bowl, Auburn versus uh, Northwestern here. This could be a big game. Auburn, you know, Auburn has not played that great this season. Northwestern obviously got Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. Could not pull that one out, although it was close. It was, it was a was close, close game. But, you know, this could, be a, this could be a tough game for either one of these teams. So who do you think is going to take this Citrus Bowl home?
0: Okay, so so s- some storylines in this one now. Okay, okay number one, we, we've already spoke about it. Brand new head coach Brian Harson comes in, and we don't know how much of his how much of his DNA will be on this team. Yet. Right. Probably very, very, very little if we're if we're thinking clearly, right? And then the other storyline going in this game is Pat Fitzgerald's name has been floated around for some NFL jobs. Mm-hmm. Is that a distraction? Do you think it
1: could be? Yeah, Definitely a
0: possibility. We've heard his name, Urban Meyer, and Jim Harbaugh's name being floated around for NFL jobs. So. Now we got a little distraction floating out here. I think the future for Auburn is bright. Anytime you get a new head coach, the future is bright because, hey, change might occur. Whether yep. it does or does not, we don't know yet, but you're excited to find out. Pat's Fitzgerald and the Northwestern Wildcats have a really good defense. Auburn has struggled against really good defenses. I really want – Oh, man. I really want to pick Auburn because I think the excitement level over there is a little more, and I don't know how much Northwestern's playing for because I talked myself into it. Give me Auburn in a tough, gritty, low scoring 17 14 football game. Why couldn't you just
1: pick Northwestern?
0: I wanted to, dude. I was was, different than you. I was behind myself, pushing
1: myself. Pick Northwestern. Pick (laughs) Northwestern. I just. I, something's telling me to pick the tagus. I just think overall on offense, Auburn has the better firepower with Bo Nix. As long as they get the good Bo Nix now, then, you know, Bo Nix can be Bo Nix, which granted, Bo Nix also is going to be playing to impress a new head coach. So that might be something Facts. that goes in there. Uh, Tank Bigsby is obviously going to be one of the best running backs. Well, oh, if he's in the back and healthy, up, Tank I mean, Bigsby you know. is elite. And then Seth Williams in the receiving core. I'm gonna give Auburn. I'm gonna Elite. take. I'm gonna take Auburn on this one. I'm gonna give them twenty-one to fourteen. I'm gonna give them a touchdown. Seven point spread. Yeah. Okay. Ball out. So, so we're only
0: split on one so far. It's funny because I can just see you over there going pick Northwestern. Yeah, I was like, please just do, it. do it. Just do it. You're the you're the you're the bad guy whispering in my ear. You're <laughs> the devil on the shoulder. All right. So let's see here. What should we pick next here? Should we go Peach Bowl? Let's go to the Peach Bowl. Peach Bowl. So Georgia, the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. Georgia versus everybody. Say it with me. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, <laughs> Cincinnati versus Georgia. Um, I think this is a tricky game here for the dogs. A lot of opt-outs. Yeah. We've we've heard a lot of opt-outs, which honestly, a lot of people did versus Baylor, and that gave some kids a chance to step up, and they caught fire. And Georgia kind of handled Baylor pretty easily last year. Um, you know, Cincinnati's a really good team. I've said it all year. Play really good defense. Desmond Ritter is a great quarterback. He can spin the rock pretty well. I just think ultimately the Dogs are the better team. I think there is a renewed excitement in the Classic City with JT Daniels at quarterback. Yep. Those guys seem to really be – especially on offense, they seem to really be rallying behind him to to just say, listen, you're the future. Next year we're coming for a natty. Uh, I'm hearing Richard LeCount is trying to – uh, do everything he can in terms of covid protocols and to get healthy and get back to pass all the tests he needs to uh, that would be huge for him to go out it will be their uh'll we'll air quote senior day because they'll be allowed right. to have that shout out chick-fil-A we did that last week uh I would say give me if if everybody comes to play give me the dogs by 17.
1: yeah under normal circumstances it's not much of a game. I don't think at all. Oh, no. If this was a yeah. regular season regular game, Regular season agree. game, this is a blowout. But, however, this is a huge trap game for Georgia. I knew you obviously. were doing it. Pick Cincinnati. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, wait a minute. No shot. <laughs> no, I'm not picking Cincinnati. I will say that this is a tougher game than what it should be on paper. Cincinnati's obviously playing for something. They're playing like UCF did against Auburn in Correct. the bowl game a few years ago. They want to prove they should have been in the playoffs. Georgia, obviously, didn't live up to – As many expectations this year, a lot of the quarterback situation caused that. Um, but this is a big game for JT to come in and prove what he can do for next year. Against a pretty good yeah, defense. This a, will be the best
0: competition yeah. he's played since he oh, took a snap in a Georgia football uniform.
1: Um, defense, I mean, we're going to have Aziz. Aziz is playing. Mark Webb's playing. Rich hopefully will be playing. We don't really know yet. Man, but I want Rich to play I so bad. Too. I, he deserves yeah, it. He I want to see that kid
0: play he one does. more time.
1: But all in all, defense is going to be a lot, big chance for a lot of guys to step up, like you said. Yep. Obviously, defense is probably our most loaded side of the ball anyway, so it'll be interesting to see a lot of these younger guys get to play more snaps. Give me Georgia. I'm gonna say give them, give me at least two touchdowns. I'm gonna to give us 35-21 Cincinnati.
0: There you go. I'd go 35-17. I like it. Seven. All right, let's jump over here to the to honestly what feels like it should have been a, a, a should be a really big game as long as both teams come to play. The Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic gonna be Florida versus North Carolina. Yep. So the Powder Blues versus the Gator Blue. Uh, if both teams come to play, this could be a really exciting football game. And by exciting, I mean you're going to watch Florida put up 30 or 40 points over North Carolina. North Carolina's a really good football team. They got the potential to light it up. That Florida offense, you saw Florida play what I would call a B-plus game versus Alabama. And really play a fantastic ball game. If Florida comes out hungry, Kyle Trask's last football game, Kyle Pitts has sat, has opted out, he's already declared. Yep. Um, but hey, they still got Tony wearing number one out there, so they still got some dynamic p- players out there. Uh give me Florida by fourteen. I don't I don't think it's gonna be I don't I mean, don't be me wrong, it's a bowl game. Semantics can ensue. Uh I, I'm a big Mac Brown fan. I Wait, really now, like it. Florida's playing Carolina. Oklahoma, not North Carolina. Oh, my gosh, I had this whole thing mixed up. Oh, that's I was deep. like, I
1: thought I called it halfway <laughs> but, through, and I was like, wait a minute.
0: Yeah, okay, I got the Texas A&M game mixed up there. My fault. Florida, Oklahoma, same ordeal. Oklahoma's played a really good season. Uh, the offensive minds over there are pretty great. Um, yeah, give me Florida. If Florida plays versus anybody in a bowl game that they're supposed to, Florida wins. Hey, I just set up a great matchup versus Florida North Carolina there. I got to be honest. You did, but uh yeah,
1: I'm going to I'm going to split with you on this one. I'm going to I'm going to take Oklahoma. I just feel like Florida is going to be in that situation where they felt like they should have got in, they didn't. Oklahoma's roared back from being down um kind of early in the season. Spencer Rattler has been playing great. Kyle Trask has has uh, been playing great because I mean missing his biggest receiver of the uh, day with Pitts. See, I'm going to take Oklahoma in a close one. High-scoring game because both these defenses are kind of trash, if we're being honest. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to take Oklahoma 38-35. to 35. And, see, that's a really good pick in
0: terms of if Florida is what Georgia was versus Texas, where they're on the outside looking in, fully believing that they should have been in and probably deserved a spot if they didn't lose to LSU and they come with that mindset, I agree. I think Oklahoma wins. But if both teams play up to their potential, I think Florida gets them by 14. All right, now <laughs> let's jump over to the game I was somewhat referencing just a second ago. Capital One Orange Bowl, A&M versus
1: North Carolina. I'll let you pick it first. Uh, this one, I mean, you kind of reference what Mac Brown's done at UNC already. Texas A and m this could be a trap game for them too. They definitely think they should have got in. Oh, no doubt. Obviously. Kellen Mond had the Twitter fingers rolling. Yep. So you know, this could be a major trap game for them. All in all, though, I do think Texas A M is the better team. And so I'm just gonna have to give this one to Texas A and M. Uh, I think North Carolina is gonna keep it close though, just because of the the motions that are gonna go in this game. So I'm gonna take this one as Texas A and M winning thirty five to twenty eight by a touchdown. Okay,
0: Texas A&M plays really good defense. Uh, Kellen Mond is consistent. He is he he is that's he's anything but that. He's been there twelve years now, and he is consistent. And they they literally had their hand on the door to walk in the house to be on the playoffs. North Carolina under Mac Brown has had a really good season. Uh, as I was referencing before, Florida's offense is nowhere near. It's head and shoulders above Texas A&M's. Yeah, I'm gonna split from you. Oh, gonna follow this give clip? me the powder blues in the North Carolina Tar Heels versus Texas A&M. I believe North Carolina has an offense that, will, that can run away. I don't believe Texas A&M can score with North Carolina. And with the mental games playing, I think it actually will affect Texas A&M. How many Georgia players did we see tweet out after Oklahoma got shellacked before that Texas game? Oh, yeah. I think it's the same ordeal. Yeah consistency is here. Those who don't recognize history are doomed to repeat it. Give me the Tar Heels. All right. I'm down.
1: Let's see what happens. So, obviously, we're going to have to pick our playoff games. But before is, that, let's go one more. Go to the Outback Bowl. Get a good old blooming Onion or whatever they call it. Oh, dude, them Texas cheese fries. Are <laughs> absolutely banging cash. This could be a good one, too. But old Miss at Indiana. Um... Eh, Ole Miss kind of had an iffy season. Indiana looked really good for a lot of their season. Yep, obviously just lost to Ohio State by a touchdown, and that was it. They're six and one. Old Miss is four and five. Who who are you picking in this one? Well, this one comes
0: down to uh, Penix Junior's replacement. Uh, he comes out and honestly has you know a uh, uh, very good game versus Wisconsin. That was a massive game for our pick em. Honestly, could not believe that he won that football game, but he won it pretty handily. This game rests solely on his shoulders. We know Indiana's going to play hungry. They have great defense. That coach has them playing so inspired. They, the way that they pursue the football, I mean, it is just lightning and fast, hard-hitting, classic football. Ole Miss has had a good season, but not consistent enough. Uh, Matt Corral is up and down. Um I wouldn't be surprised if next year he's not the starting quarterback for Ole Miss. Uh, give me Indiana by ten. Let's go twenty four fourteen.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to take Indiana on this one too. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game, like you said. I'm gonna go seventeen to fourteen. I just don't think either one of these closer teams, than the experts think. Yeah. I just don't think either one of these teams have a whole lot of firepower going in. And I mean they're gonna be it's gonna be a defensive game all in all, so Give me Indiana. I just think they're a better team. But yeah, seventeen to fourteen. Indiana takes the cake.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's let's do this. So now we got to pick pick the two playoff games, right? So Alabama will play Notre Dame, and Clemson will play Ohio State. It's okay. Be so
1: quick for me, I'm not even gonna lie. To uh, right.
0: And see, I think I think the world knows that. So let's just get this out of the way. Is Clemson going to win? Yes. Is Alabama going to win?
1: Hundred percent.
0: Okay. So let's kind of flip this on its head. Okay.
1: Okay. What does Ohio State have to do to beat Clemson? Number one, unlike last game, Justin Fields has to play a complete and good solid game. Okay. This game is going to come down to him. Clemson's defense is not going to let Sermon run all over the field. It's not going to happen. And on Ohio State's defense side of the ball, you have to stop, at least slow down, Trevor Lawrence. Let them put the game in ETN's hands, try to make them run the ball more. If you can take out one of the best quarterbacks in the country and make him kind of a non-factor, you have a perfect chance to win this game. But it's going to come down to Justin Fields playing well and them slowing down Trevor Lawrence for me. Okay, I like that. I'm going to take the little bit harder of a job and, and answer how
0: Notre Dame stops Alabama.
1: <laughs> they can't. <laughs> that,
0: honestly, that's the answer. But listen, you gotta you gotta key in on Devonte Smith. Um, you're you're you you are you got to keep the defense in front of you. Um, you got a pretty good defensive line in terms of stopping the run, um, but good luck, you know, slowing down Najee Harris. But you got to put the ball in Najee's hands more often than they have previously, and keep the def- keep the offense in front of you. Limit the big plays. Limit, you know, we've seen every single team Alabama has played has let Devontae Smith. Get behind him, and then he burns them. And then even if you're right on right on top of him, he's gonna jump up and catch it with one hand because he's that gosh darn good. Mac Jones can throw it through a car wash and not get it wet. Yep. You, you you cannot stop him. You can only hope to slow him down. Just press coverage on uh on the offensive side. I mean you got to try to keep your quarterback upright, um try to protect him as best you can. He was running for his gosh darn life in that AC Title game. Yep. Um you got a decent set of receivers. You really just got to give him time to throw the football. Alabama's defense is not incredible this year. I mean, we spoke about that especially early on in the season they really struggled. Right. We saw flashes of that again versus Florida. They are vulnerable. But you will just have to try, and and I mean, it's it's something. It, yeah. It'll take a miracle it's, to contain that
1: offense. And in all honesty, to Notre Dame, my biggest piece of advice for you is if you blink, you lose. Yeah, If and, Ian Book, if you blink, you lose. And if you don't take advantage when Alabama blinks, they will blink. And it's not going to be often, but they will blink. They will. If you don't take advantage of that, then you're going to lose. Yep. You have to – it's going to come down to – who blinks first, and then who, if you can take advantage to that blink? Yep, because we saw that you know they had turnovers versus Florida.
0: They they are, they will turn the ball over. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying they have the potential to. You're gonna have to try to take a turnover away and flip the ball game. I would try to slow the ball game down. The best uh, the best defense is a good offense. Keep your offense out on the field. That keeps Mac Jones sitting on the sideline sipping Gatorade. Yep, that is your only shot. So, um. I think we'll pick the national championship game. Obviously, once we see it, we're assuming it's going to be Clemson versus Alabama. But that hey, that won't be a lot more discussion. We too, have that's well, actually be well a difficult we've, we've to be. been wrong before. We it might been. not even be Alabama versus Clemson. That's true. We will have to wait and see. It will All right. be. It will be most <laughs> likely. I agree. It will be. If I would put cash on it, come on. I mean, yeah. that's just the, there's there's nothing in the world that gives me any indication otherwise. Yep. So honestly, have a very happy new year enjoy a what's we just every game we just ran through will be very good fun games to watch especially in a season where this will be the first time you've seen anybody from two separate conferences play football i mean who would have thought we'd be saying that but uh we've had a good football season in a a time where we didn't even think we would have it and now we do yep
1: so jordan where can the people find you instagram twitter j harris underscore six i'm on facebook jordan harris
0: You can find me at Connor Mason Chandler on Instagram, at Connor Chandler on Facebook, and uh, somewhere setting up the podcast because that's just kind of what I do and then Jordan ships it out on Monday. You can find us at the Bash Brothers Sports Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Post in the comments your thoughts. I would love to hear some good, bold predictions. Maybe you say Jordan's Auburn pick is trash or maybe you think my North Carolina pick is trash. I'd love to hear about it. But uh, enjoy your bowl games. Happy New Year. Stay safe. And uh, we are the Bash Brothers signing off. Yerp.